Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. Very glad you're with us for the Tuesday edition of the Three Martini Lunch. Jim Garrity is out today. Glad to have Scott Bertram back. Scott is the general manager of Radio Free Hillsdale, WRFH, 101.7 FM on the campus of Hillsdale College, where he also lectures in journalism. He is the host of the Political Beats podcast, co-host, I guess, officially, and he's also the host of the Radio Free Hillsdale Hour. So, Scott, great to have you back with us. Greg, always appreciate the opportunity to join you. Happy to be here. Well, thank you. Glad to have you here. And there's plenty to talk about today. little teaser before we get to our first martini. Uh, Scott, you know, you and I were both following politics and for sure by the mid to late 1990s. And at that time, Robert Reich was the labor secretary. Rush Limbaugh, of course, used to famously drag out that last name of Reich. Uh, and uh, he was not a favorite of conservatives. And then, of course, he was Labor Secretary all the way to the end of the Clinton administration, which handed, of course, over the reins of power to the Bush-Cheney administration. You would not have thought 20-plus years ago that Robert Reich would be suggesting the idea of a President Cheney, but he is. According to the Washington Free Beacon, uh, Robert Reich says that Liz Cheney has demonstrated more courage and integrity than any other politician in America and might just, quote, be the best president of the United States for the perilous time we're entering. Scott, I've been in Washington enough to be cynical enough to know that uh, he wants her to run as an independent, and that means siphoning off votes from the likely Republican nominee. But still, the idea of a Democrat wanting uh, Cheney to be president, uh, we are truly in a bizarre world here. Well, it's all strategic, uh, as you mentioned there, Greg. It's, uh, it remind me, reminds me of what, what's happening in a number of states this cycle, uh, among them uh, Pennsylvania, the gubernatorial contest there. It's happening in Illinois in the gubernatorial contest there, in which uh, Democratic, you know, the DGA, Democratic Governor Association, and other liberal organizations are getting involved in these primaries and trying to encourage Republican voters to nominate who they consider to be unelectable candidates in a general election. And it's as if nothing has been learned since 2016 when we had op-eds from liberals saying, uh, you know, uh, essentially, please nominate Donald Trump. He'll be easy to beat. Hillary will walk all over him. And we see what happened in November of 2016. And it also seems really, I said at the start, it was strategic. But when you have uh, Joe Biden, not at the top of the ticket specifically, he's not up for election in 2022. But when you have Joe Biden's 36 percent approval rating, and continued rising gas prices and energy prices and inflation through the roof. I don't know if they're quite thinking this through, that, that the sentiment among the general election electorate could be so anti-Democrat in the fall that even if you elect what Democrats consider to be or nominate what Democrats consider to be an unelectable candidate, there's still a chance that that person's going to be uh, going to win. It's, it's going to be elected. And that's the lesson of 2016 that perhaps still has not been learned. 
No, absolutely not, because it worked for them with Todd Aiken in 2012 in the Missouri Senate race. He won the very competitive primary, and he was ahead of Claire McCaskill by quite a bit. And then, of course, he had the abortion comments, and he never recovered from that. And McCaskill got another six years before she lost to Josh Hawley. But without that uh, statement, he probably beats her. Uh, even in a year that was uh, pretty even in terms of which party had the advantage. Obama, of course, uh, got reelected, uh, but the Republicans uh, kept the House and, and the Senate didn't change a whole lot that year. I think the Democrats picked up a couple. But uh, in the end, it was only because there was a major gaffe on the part of, uh, of Todd Akin that, that that strategy worked. Otherwise, it would not have. And I think this year, when the, uh, the momentum is so much more lopsided, it could definitely backfire uh, on Democrats. And, you know, we're generally happy when things backfire on Democrats, so we'll, we'll see how that works. But our official good martini today comes to us from a Washington Post poll conducted back in May, May 4th through the 17th, on the issue of uh, transgenders being allowed to compete uh, in athletics uh, with the sex that they identify with as opposed to uh, their biological sex. And so according to this poll from the Washington Post and the University of Maryland, 55% of Americans are opposed to allowing transgender women and girls uh, to compete with other women and girls in high school sports, and 58% are opposed to it for college and professional sports. About 3 in 10 Americans said transgender women and girls should be allowed to compete at each of those levels, while an additional 15% have no opinion. You gotta love the no opinion people. <laughs> it's just, it's never, <laughs> never put down their marker on anything. Uh, Scott, on the, uh, on the one hand, it's good to see lopsided numbers. On the other hand, the fact that it's below 60% on this is a little bit disturbing, but I'll, I'll, I'll take the win as long as we can get it. And it's hard to say about those who are uh, undecided uh, on this issue. It seems to me to be mm, somewhat likely that they might be in the majority, but just don't want to admit to a pollster that they are you know, disgraceful bigots who don't want to see... <laughs> Uh, you know, women competing with men in, in these sports. So maybe that, that, that top line number would be higher. I'm a little surprised the youth sports actually isn't, uh, or is 49-33 because when you get that young, uh, my, my, my kids are just entering this age, but aren't a lot of sports co-ed at that point anyway? <laughs> you know, you're already sort of having a, a mixed gender competition. But look, one of the problems with advocates um, on this issue is that the harm is so obvious uh, when when you see Leah Thomas, that University of Pennsylvania transgender swimmer uh, in competitions, and she is done three laps before the second place fitter finishes, and you can hear in, in the videos the crowd react. They, they don't react to the win. They react to the second place finisher uh, winning uh, the silver medal, as it, as it would be. And, and, and the harm to others is so apparent here. Uh, Phil Klein wrote a piece a while ago over at National Review talking about this issue and paraphrasing a bit here, but essentially saying, you know, uh, gay marriage and, and the very rapid shifted opinion on gay marriage uh, toward acceptance in the country was largely from a, a libertarian type perspective, meaning it, you can do what you want to do. If that's what if that's what you want to do, that's OK. There's no real harm coming to the rest of us. And in this situation, you have, you know, videos very clearly showing the harm that is done to to female athletes, those who have trained and worked extremely hard and, and perhaps are the best uh, in, in their gender and now are unable to compete. I mean, they can compete, but are, are, are really blocked out of, of winning because of athletes like like Leah Thomas. And I think that that's a big hurdle 
toward for advocates toward flipping those numbers is that the harm that is imposed on female athletes who have trained for years and years and finally reached the reached the peak of their you know collegiate experience and then finish three laps down to a biologically male swimmer that that's a real harm that people see and understand no you're right and you also make a very good point about the uh, obergfeld decision which is now roughly seven years ago this month and that was the argument right uh why are you people so opposed to this it doesn't affect you well, it started affecting us in many different ways uh, pretty much the moment that decision came down. First, it was you had to bake the cake. You had to take the pictures. You had to provide the flowers for the ceremony. You don't have the option of uh, having a conscience uh, for those issues. And then now it's pronouns and bathrooms and sports and everything. It's completely immersed our culture, uh, which is exactly the opposite of what we were told would happen. Yeah, even on the, the pronoun issue, which which seemed that is a, an instance in which someone is trying to force you to do something right i mean again marriage happens it's happening over there involving those people families and sure there are are cultural perhaps trends that we can talk about that's a different story for a different day but when you get to an issue like a like what pronoun to use then then you're forcing someone else to participate in this 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 thing that that's where i think the, the line is crossed for a lot of people Yes. So we'll see if those numbers shift like they did on the issue of marriage, where I think now even a majority of Republicans support same-sex marriage. But uh, on this issue, it would be curious to see, especially people with daughters, <laughs> and they, they want athletic opportunities. And it won't just be with athletics. It'll be in a number of different things, uh, locker rooms and so forth, how they feel uh, about that going forward. But uh, interesting poll numbers, uh, to say the least, and it's uh, good to see where the majority is on that, at least for the moment. But uh, we have some more good news, and that's the amazing deal you can get on the My Slippers at MyPillow.com. We talk about MyPillow a lot, and I use the MyPillow products. They've been very generous with letting me try all this stuff out. I love the pillows. I love the sheets. I love the towels. I talk about it all the time. But as I've told you, the slippers, I think, are my favorite. And right now, they're having a blowout sale where you can save $90. And in these inflationary times, that sounds pretty good. It's a regular price of $139.98, but the blowout price is just $49.98 with our promo code Martini. That's right. They took two years to develop the uh, the four-tier cushioning system here for the My Slippers. Nothing that My Pillow does is without thought and, and planning. 60-day money-back guarantee and a one-year limited warranty on the slippers. You can get them. Go to MyPillow.com slash martini or call 800-874-0104 for the My Slippers at only $49.95. While you're there, take advantage of the deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the BOGO. That means buy one, get one. <laughs> Extravaganza on bed sheets, my pillows, and more. Visit mypillow.com slash martini or call 800 874 today for the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own and get Mike's book free. Mypillow.com slash martini or call 800 874 all right, well, let's talk about some more good news, and that's for Patriots, where you can find them at fourpatriots.com slash martini and find all the great deals, including getting a free solar panel with the purchase of the Patriot Power Generator 2000X. 
as we always say with four Patriots, you need to be prepared because you just don't know when the power is going to go out. The Patriot Power Generator 2000X worth its weight in gold because it has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run all the big appliances like your fridge, your freezer, and medical devices. Comes with 12 outlets, including four AC, plus two USB-C outlets that can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Never needs gas, thanks to that solar panel. Fume-free, silent, and safe. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Visit 4Patriots.com martini to get your Patriot Power Generator 2000X with the free solar panel included. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $97. Save more and get peace of mind now by going to the number 4Patriots.com martini. That's 4Patriots.com martini. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All right, Scott, on to our bad martini now. And this is a story that actually uh, emerged last week, and we considered it for the uh, Three Martini Lunch where we were together last week, but we decided to hold on to it uh, for this week. Everything seems to be uh, flooded with um, opinion and, in many cases, bias, and we'll talk about that a lot in the third martini. Uh, But the opinion pages now are going to be scaled back, at least for uh, the Gannett Company, which is, of course, uh, the nation's largest newspaper chain. You know them best for putting out USA Today, but they own more than 250 dailies. Um, this report in the Washington Post from last week points out that Gannett has begun to radically shrink and reimagine their editorial sections, publishing them on fewer days each week and dropping traditional features such as syndicated columns and editorial cartoons. And even political endorsements and letters to the editor are being scaled back. It says the company has been pushing for the cutbacks for years, and they have become increasingly visible to readers since a committee of editors formally recommended them at a meeting in April. And so I think, Scott, when it comes to endorsements, uh, those have been less and less important for a long time now. Nobody's really going to care about that. The lack of syndicated columns, I don't know if they're trying to save money there. Those are some of the more interesting ones. Um, But when it comes to just scaling back the opinion section in general, the cynical conservative would say, well, sure, it's all over the news pages now, so why do you even need the opinion section? But uh, what do you make of them uh, scaling this back quite significantly? Yeah, they, they are eliminating the eliminating opinion from the one place that opinion should be, the, the op-ed <laughs> pages. Uh, this is not just a Gannett uh, sort of uh, initiative here. It's, it's, it's happened in various newspapers. The Chicago Tribune, for one, not a Gannett paper. There are other uh, complications there too. They were sold to uh, to, to another entity, but they, uh, they 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 either let go or or bought out every single local op-ed columnist on on the payroll, and so now now they have uh, essentially simply uh, national uh, op-eds and then op like one-off op-eds, which I I never understand because one of the great things about growing up reading the, the newspaper is getting to know those people who are writing on a daily, weekly, you know, thrice weekly basis. Um, when you see a random name uh, on an op-ed, the first thing I do is go to the very, very end and find out who this person is and why I should believe or trust or or, or read what they have to say. And there's a lot of times when, uh, after finding out, I simply skip. Um, but I, I really do think we, we went a hundred years, at least a, a century, more than a century, 
with newspapers able to operate in a manner in which the news was reported on certain pages, and then op-ed sections had uh, letters to the editor, opinions from the newspaper itself, the unsigned editorials, opinions from columnists, and things worked without, it was not a problem. And now all of a sudden, readers can't figure out, this is, this is what, they, what they always say in the explanation, readers are confused. Um, here, uh, quoting from an editorial committee with Gannett, today's contemporary audiences frequently are unable to distinguish between objective news reporting and opinion content. Why do you think that might be? I mean, that's the <laughs> crux of the question here. Why are readers all of a sudden unable to decipher the difference between straight news reporting and opinion writing? Another thing that many newspapers do, again, I read the Tribune and the Detroit Free Press uh, and the Detroit News. And I know at least two of those three often will run these pieces that are labeled analysis. Not on the op-ed pages, but next to ostensibly straight news reported stories and these are ways for uh, news writers to inject their opinions into their writing uh, under the banner of analysis and it's 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 difficult at times you're not looking closely to know that something is analysis and not a straight news story based on where it is in the print edition of the paper i know Gannett and others have have concerns because now that content is so online uh, people can click and they don't know that they're necessarily in a section I don't think that's a great excuse because, again, there are ways to sort of label things right at the top of even something you're reading online as being uh, opinion right on the op-ed pages. I, I, I don't see how this benefits uh, the readers. I don't see how it's a, a long-term great play for Gannett for newspapers in general. Journalism is is not doing well right now, and there's a lot of reasons for it. And we're going to give you a perfect example of it in just a moment. But first of all, we want to tell you that the Three Martini Lunch is brought to you by NetChoice. As Americans, innovation has always been what makes us different. America's tech industry outpaces the world. We do have the most innovative companies that power our economy and our way of life. And there's an obvious reason for that. Free market innovation. That's what makes us number one. But some in Washington want to put big government in charge of America's top innovators, attacking our own in the name of competition, while our true competitors like Europe and China close the gap. NetChoice believes congressional conservatives must stand for American innovation, not big government, by rejecting progressive antitrust proposals. They encourage you to tell your senator to oppose Senator Amy Klobuchar's Senate Resolution 2992. Learn more about this fight and send a letter to your representatives at netchoice.org slash 2992. This message was brought to you by NetChoice. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Scott, we've alluded to it a couple of times now. So let's get to our crazy martini and this uh, example of journalism. And I use that uh, term very loosely in this situation. Uh, we have heard a lot about uh, the protests uh, around Supreme Court justices' homes. Illegal, by the way, even though the Justice Department refuses to take any action on that. But we've actually seen real violence, too. Uh, And that is at uh, crisis pregnancy centers. Although, as you'll find out in a moment, those on the left don't like to use that term. And so because that's not helpful to the narrative, they're just not covering the stories. It was not long after the uh, leaked opinion came out that there was a pro-life organization that was attacked in Wisconsin. There's been a number of these around the country. And uh, the latest example of this was, I I believe, up in New York, uh, where, again, firebombing happened, uh, writing scrawled on the walls. And while it's pretty obvious who did this, CNN's trying to pretend here that uh, they just don't know. And whether the group that the police is suggesting did it even exists. Now, you have to give CNN a little bit of credit here, Scott, because they're the only national outlet who even covered this story. I did a Google search for it today. Every story that was on there for Google was a local a media outlet. So here is CNN uh, at length here covering this story and listen to how they try to twist this to fit the narrative. This week, just hours before the Department of Homeland Security issued a bulleted warning of potential violence surrounding the upcoming Supreme Court ruling on abortion rights, an anti-abortion clinic was allegedly firebombed by someone in upstate New York. Hardin says he believes Compass Care was targeted because of the services they provide. It's an anti-abortion clinic, which offers what Hardin calls ethical medical care to women considering abortion. You'll see a sign over here with graffiti saying Jane was here. Uh, That represents Jane's revenge. It's an abortion terrorist group. At a press conference earlier this week, Hardin blamed the damage on a group called Jane's Revenge, sort of. They have said that they would strike again in in different parts of the state on the lead up to the potential of Roe versus Wade being overturned. And they have done that here, apparently. We're not sure exactly who's done it. What makes you think it was this group, Jane's Revenge, that attacked your facility? They left their signature calling card, number one, with their spray-painted message on the side of our building saying Jane was here. Who exactly Jane's Revenge is is still unclear. The group, if they're a group at all, remains anonymous. They've allegedly taken responsibility for a similar attack last month on a conservative organization that lobbies against abortion in Madison, Wisconsin. There, a message spray-painted on the building's wall read, If abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either. Scott, if they're taking responsibility for these attacks, why is CNN out there trying to contend that they're not even sure they exist? I will say you do have to be careful in these incidences sometimes because you have uh, occasionally what these like the false flag operations, I guess you'd call them, where what's the famous one where Morton Downey Jr. drew the swastika out of his face, but he did it in the mirror, so it was backwards. And that's how you knew that, <laughs> right. you know, he had, did it, he had done it to himself. Right. Um, these incidences are a little different in that there is real, actual harm happening here. If you see some of the pictures that have been uh, that have been sent, some of the videos from these locations that have been firebombed, it's not a little it's not a little issue you know it's it's blackened walls and burned desks and burned chairs and burned you know burned ceilings so there's a lot of actual damage happening here to the point where someone to do it to themselves uh, doesn't make a lot of sense and yes 
the fact that they are stepping forward and, and leaving sort of signature um, signature marks and signature language behind, you can sort of draw the, them together in a pattern. That seems a thing that a, a journalist can can certainly put A and B together and get C. Yeah, absolutely right. And you had a good point this morning. I think it was this morning on uh, on your tweets in terms of the lexicon that the media uses for what's violence and what's not. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a long piece over in the L.A. Times on crisis pregnancy centers inside. It's you know, it's, it's very deep. You, know, you, you would think a good story here would be the violence against these crisis pregnancy centers and the, the fire bombings and uh, attempted arsons. But no, the, the piece is more about how well, the, the, the headline is the anti-abortion movement fuels a growth industry pregnancy centers. Just be, be very wary about these pregnancy centers. But inside, it says, as tensions build over the looming court decision, pregnancy centers are finding themselves uh, facing backlash. Since a draft opinion overturning Roe was leaked last month, centers in New York, Maryland, Ohio, Washington, Wisconsin, the District of Columbia, and a Dallas suburb have had windows smashed and been set on fire and splashed with red paint, tagged with messages like forced birth is murder. If abortion isn't safe, you aren't either. We are at a point in the country, Greg, in which everything is violence. Dave Chappelle is violence. Saying words is violence. Sending a tweet is violence. And actual violence is merely backlash. Because we don't want to give people the idea that there are violent people trying to intimidate crisis pregnancy centers across the country. Why would we want that uh, sort of narrative to emerge? It's a very weird way of describing what's happening and again, at least, what, 8, 10, 12 locations across the country. Yeah, barely a whimper in the national media and then to cover it in such a dishonest way. How could you possibly demonize crisis pregnancy centers? You're trying to help people in a, in a, in a difficult situation uh, figure out a way to have their child. How is, how is that to be demonized? There's a quote in here I just wanted to highlight. It's, it's slightly off topic. It comes from one of the doctors at the Planned Parenthood Center for Choice in Houston. This is from the L.A. Times piece. He says, the state calls them pregnancy resource centers. I call them state-funded fake clinics. And this is the one that stuck with me. He says, quote, simply providing diapers and baby clothes is not going to make this go away. The doctor at Planned Parenthood with a very oblique way of, of course, saying, well, we have to kill the baby. Of course we do. We, it's not to just go away by itself. We have to kill the baby. You can't just give people some money and some baby clothes. No, no, no. We have to kill the baby. This is what we're about here at Planned Parenthood in Houston. Well, they're telling us who they are. And so if people are listening, I guess that's uh, helpful in some ways just to see how, how radical it's getting. And whenever this decision comes down, assuming it's the same one that got leaked, uh, we're going to see this uh, ramp up even more. So sometime in the next couple of weeks, uh, buckle up because there's going to be a lot more of this violence, I think, assuming that decision stays the same. Scott, great to have you with us. Thanks for your time. Sorry to end on such a dour note, but uh, always fun to be with you. And we'll do it again soon. Thank you, uh, Greg. I'll make it uh, end a little happier. Out in Detroit last night, saw a White Sox-Tigers game at Comerica Park. Wonderful evening. Just a few sprinkles. We brought ponchos, so no problem at all. The White Sox won. My son's favorite player, Jose Abreu, hit two, two, 
two-run home runs so a wonderful night in Detroit oh that's fantastic yeah get in for a nice game and uh anytime you can get out with a win is good too so congratulations to the Sox and uh thanks again have a great day thanks Greg absolutely Scott Bertram is the uh, general manager of WRFH uh Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 on the campus of Hillsdale College in Michigan he is also a lecturer in journalism there and he is the host of the Radio Free Hillsdale Hour and he's the co-host of the Political Beats podcast which you can also find on Ricochet as well as the Three Martini Lunch. So I'm Greg Corumbus of Radio America. Thanks for being with us today. Do subscribe to the podcast if you don't already. Tell your friends about us as well. Thank you for your five-star ratings and your kind reviews. Please keep those coming. Also, you can get us on your home devices. All you have to say is play Three Martini Lunch podcast. Follow us on Twitter. He's at Scott Bertram with one T in Scott. Uh, Jim is at Jim Garrity. I'm at Dateline underscore DC. Have a great Tuesday and please join us again on Wednesday for the next Three Martini Lunch. Much of the media doesn't really cover some of the most important news of the day. I'm Byron York with The Byron York Show. In my latest episodes, I discuss how Democrats have worked to build excitement, they're really trying, around the televised January 6th committee hearings and how inflation is crippling the economy with no solution in sight. Do not forget to download and subscribe to my daily No Chit Chat podcast. I don't talk about every single issue, just the ones you need to know most. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.